This is Cashflow Ninja, episode 299 with Kevin Nichols. Producers and creators are the sources of all value on the planet. MC Lobster, the host of the top-rated business and investing podcast Cashflow Ninja, is on a mission with Producers Wealth to help producers create, protect, and multiply their wealth outside of Wall Street in any economy by creating systems and processes that help them increase their production, provides them with liquidity, passive income generators, and opportunities for enormous growth. Learn more about their time-tested and proven systems at yourownbankingsystem.com. That's yourownbankingsystem.com. Welcome to the Cashflow Ninja, the podcast sharing how to create income streams and manage, multiply, and protect your wealth in the new economy. Here is your host inside the dojo, MC Laubscher. Hello, Cashflow Ninjas. MC Lobster here, and welcome to another episode of the Cashflow Ninja. I have a great show for you today, and in today's show, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into life settlement investments. My guest in this episode is Kevin Nichols. Kevin is the managing partner at Penumbra Solutions. Penumbra funds invest in hundreds of senior life settlement insurance policies with a target yield in the low double digits no market risks, no premium calls, professional management, and funds locked up safely in escrow, this might be the best investment you have never heard of. A life settlement is the sale of an existing life insurance policy to a third party for more than its cash surrender value, but less than its net death benefit. There are a number of reasons that policy owners may choose to sell their life insurance policies. I created a page with lots of resources and information about life settlements. You can access that at cashflowninja.com forward slash life settlements and also at cashflowninja.com forward slash penumbra. My friend Dave Zook from The Real Asset Investor says, you can be conventional or you can be wealthy. Pick one. The Real Asset Investor team creates value for investors looking for high yield returns from multifamily apartments, ATM machines, and self-storage investments. Their syndications offer attractive investment opportunities that produce strong cash flow, equity growth, huge tax incentives. They are truly passive and managed by a world-class team. To learn more about the exciting investment opportunities the Real Asset Investor offers, such as their multifamily, ATM, and self-storage syndications, please visit CashflowNinja.com forward slash Real Asset Investor. Kevin, welcome back to the show. Hey, great. Thank you. Great to, uh, to be with you, MC. Now, for my listeners uh, that are not familiar with uh, Kevin Nichols and Penumbra Solutions and did not catch the first episode, which, by the way, if you haven't, you should definitely go back and listen to that episode on live settlements. Kevin, can you please share a little bit with my listeners more about you and uh, Penumbra Solutions? Sure. Um, we've been, uh, we are, we, well, we used to be financial advisors. We, we really don't do any financial advising any longer. We don't really have time. Uh, we developed an investment uh, about, um, I guess, about nine years ago, uh, where uh, we buy life settlements. It's an investment that my partner and I were both individually uh, investing in, and we decided to pool our investments with uh, some family members <clears throat> and create our own little little pool or a little fund. And um, 
So we started that back uh, uh, 2009. We had the idea. It took us a long time to get the documentation written up properly, get the structure set up. And then we, we opened it up uh, in 2010 to our family members and some of our, our friends and, and better clients uh, that could qualify for it. And um, the next thing we knew, it's kind of got, it, it just grew legs and has you know, picked up speed. And really, that's really now all we do. We work with uh, financial advisors around the country uh, who have uh, clients who are, are suitable for this investment. Um, and uh, it's, it's uh, the underlying asset are life insurance uh, policies uh, from people who no longer want them or need them. And uh, they raise their hand to sell them and we evaluate them for purchase. And when the people pass, we, uh, we collect the death benefit. It's a, a win-win situation for everybody. Now, some of my listeners might not be familiar with uh, life settlements or have never heard them. This is not something that there's a lot of knowledge about in the public space and institutions has been investing in them for quite some time. Can you um, share a little bit more exactly what it is, how it works, and what the process around it involves? Sure. Say, for example, you have a, an 85-year-old who has a life insurance policy that's, uh, say it's a $5 million policy. Maybe there's a couple hundred thousand dollars of cash value in it. Uh, perhaps there's no cash value. Perhaps it's a term policy that we can convert to universal life. Uh, when, you get, when they get older, uh, the premium expense becomes very onerous on the family. And so they decide, you know, maybe it's, it, it's a good idea to let this go stop making the premium payments. Perhaps they've got some cash value and the insurance company will give them their cash value for the policy. But someone will tell them, you know, you may be able to sell the policy. You're 85 years old. Uh, you probably got a 10 year life expectancy. Um, maybe we can get some money uh, for the policy. And so they will approach us. Uh, usually uh, we don't deal directly with, with the insured. Uh, so we're dealing with an agent or an attorney or somewhere, some, someone of that uh, nature. And they will come to us and say, are you interested in, in buying the policy? So we'll evaluate the policy, the age, the company, the strength of the company, the death benefit, any cash value, the premium expense, all of that uh, is taken into consideration. And then we make an offer on the policy. If they accept the offer, then uh, we essentially we use an escrow company to make sure that all the documentation is done. We get in contact with the, the insurance company to make sure that they're aware of it. We contact the uh, uh, we have the uh, the beneficiaries sign off uh, so that uh, it's not a surprise to them. Uh, and then um, we then pick up the, the premium payments uh, on the policy. And when the insured passes, we collect the death benefit. Now, sometimes we actually share the death benefit with the family, um, and that can be negotiated into the transaction as well. The thing that's important to think about or to remember is when someone comes to us, they raise their hand. We don't ever approach anybody. Uh, they raise their hand saying, I'm interested in selling. Furthermore, they always, 100% of the time, get more from us than they would from their, from their insurance company. Um, this is an investment that has been around since 1911. Uh, and the original case was called Grigsby versus Russell, um, where a surgeon was going to perform a, a, sur a surgery on a, a patient. And the patient didn't have any money to pay. So he said, I, I have this life insurance policy. Um, and I will give you this in exchange. And so the surgeon accepted it. Uh, and when the uh, patient passed years later, uh, the, uh, the insurance company tried to deny the claim. And so the case went all the way to the Supreme Court. 
and uh, like I said, the, the case is Grigsby versus Russell, and it was adjudicated by the Supreme Court, and it was adjudicated by the, the opinion was written by none other than Oliver Wendell Holmes, and essentially said that once a life insurance policy has passed the contestability period, it is private property, and people are able to do with it as they please, and that case law uh, has held uh, through challenges uh, all the way to today. So, you know, who does it today? It's historically been reserved for institutions, for very, very wealthy people, uh, endowments, trusts, things of that nature. Warren Buffett is a very large investor in life settlements. Uh, uh, Bill Gates has uh, got positions in life settlements. Um, in fact, today, the largest, this is interesting, the largest purchaser of life settlements um, <clears throat> is AIG, which is funny if you think about it. Um, they are an insurance company, and yet they've got a sub uh, a sub company, uh, one of their subsidiaries that is actually actually buys life settlements from other insurance companies. Um, so it, it's something where you may not have heard of it, but it's been around a long time, and uh, most people have not had had access to it until now. Yeah, this is definitely part of the Wall Street, big banks, financial institutions, <clears throat> life insurance company playbook. They And endowments, as you mentioned, actually, a listener of the show had mentioned, he discussed hearing about life settlements on the show, and he had a family member that was actually working for a university endowment that was familiar with it because they invested in it, right? <laughs> so, yeah, so the, the these investments are a little bit uh, kind of an underground secret that these guys uh, invest in and these institutional investors use. I just wanted to um, use an example uh, for the listeners as well, just to just to give a quick example of how this is such a win-win transaction for all the parties involved, because um, somehow it's still smeared by a lot of financial professionals. You know, for instance, if there's someone that um, has, uh, only has a certain t uh, amount of time to live, maybe they need the money either to save assets or preserve assets for the family or to live the, their life out in dignity um, or just in comfort. Um, and maybe, you know, around the time of the last financial crisis, they lost all of their savings in the stock market. They had zero equity in their house. But guess what? They had an asset that they, they didn't know about. It was called the life insurance policy. And let's just say uh, using the, the amount that you used, um, Kevin, they had $5 million of death benefit in there. Maybe they had $100,000 or $200,000 in surrender or cash value. Now, all of a sudden, there's a life settlement company that would give them probably a million dollars for that, almost sure. four to five times more than what they had in their surrender value. Mm -hmm. So now all of a sudden from being broke and, and really quite frankly for, excuse my French, but screwed, all of a sudden now they have uh, some money to live out, preserve some assets for the family, to live out their life out with dignity. And then on the other side, obviously the life insurance uh, settlement company uh, stand to make a profit from this. So I just wanted to clarify that too, that there is a win-win for everybody that's involved with this, whether it's the life settlement company, whether it's the investors, investors from them, and whether it's a seller of them. Um, and I also just wanted to touch on some of the uh, just some of the benefits of diversification. We just had this enormous drop yesterday in the market 
I slept like a baby last night because <laughs> <laughs> I don't play in, in the Wall Street casino, right? This is completely out of any markets, out of any economy. It doesn't uh, matter what banter's going on uh, with what world leader out there. This doesn't affect this investment. And Kevin, there's, there's a lot of guarantees built into this uh, as well, right? It's very true. Uh, you know, the, the beautiful thing about the insurance industry in America, uh, first of all, since 1845, no B plus or better rated American life insurance company has ever failed to pay on a death benefit or an annuity claim. Now, we, we deal primarily with A or better rated companies. So it's good to know that my retirement is guaranteed by the New York Lifes, the Mass Mutuals, the principals, principal uh, insurance companies of, of America. Now, in addition to that, all of these insurance companies in this country are members of what's called what's known as the legal reserve system. And most people have never heard of that. And the reason that they've never heard of it uh, is very simple. If you were to invest money, or if you were to put money in a bank today, one of the reasons that you do that is because you've got the, 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 the good faith and credit of the United States government for what it's worth. That's a whole different conversation, of course. But essentially, you have the FDIC insurance. Now, how many times has FDIC insurance come into play in the last even 10 years since 2008? And the answer is hundreds of times. Now, you've got the same type of system that's in place for the insurance business. How many times has that been invoked or come into play uh, over its lifetime? And the answer is none, never, because American insurance companies are the strongest financial institutions in the world. Uh, so... We don't have to worry about not getting paid. Uh, that's one of the beautiful things about this investment is not only is your investment guaranteed by the written guarantee of, of an American life insurance company, your growth is actually guaranteed. So that's a, another very different uh, aspect or point of this investment. And when, when, it, when people ask their, their advisor, what do you know about this? Uh, you know, you're asking somebody, you know, it, well, if you ask your car mechanic, you know, how do I raise cattle? It would be pretty stupid. It's the same thing. You're asking uh, somebody, you know, somebody, you may call your fidelity advisor and thinking he's a, an unbiased financial advisor, which most likely he's not. He's quite frankly, he's a salesman wearing better, better suits. Um, and, you know, you ask him this and He's going he's gonna to try and find anything he can going back 20, 30, 40 years uh, of any negative aspect of this investment. Um, but in truth, when you move your money from him, he's going to take a cut in pay. So he's got a dog in this fight. It's, it's, it's very much sour grapes. Um, <clears throat> and we have, there are, we have many, many steps that are taken to ensure that in, investors never lose their money. We don't ever touch their money. Uh, we take all kinds of steps to make sure that uh, their investment is safe. You're listening to Kevin Nichols on the Cashflow Ninja podcast. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. MC Lobsher is the host of the top-rated business and investing podcast, Cashflow Ninja, and also the president of Producers Wealth. Producers Wealth assists people in creating, protecting, and perpetually multiplying wealth in any economy through creating processes that help them increase their production, provide them with liquidity, passive income generators, and opportunities for enormous growth. 
Learn more about their time-tested and proven systems at yourownbankingsystem.com. Are you having a hard time finding great investment properties? Unfortunately, the best deals are rarely found locally. Successful investing begins with the right properties in the right markets. Norada Real Estate provides everything you need to invest in the best deals across the United States. Our simple proven system will help you create real wealth and passive monthly cash flow. Learn how to find the best deals by downloading your free copy of The Ultimate Guide to Passive Real Estate Investing at noradarealestate.com. That's N-O-R-A-D-A realestate.com. You're listening to Kevin Nichols on the Cashflow Ninja Podcast and now back to our interview. Yeah, so there's a, there's a couple of uh, sayings that are so cliches and everyone's heard these at cocktail parties. And the first one is, you know, the Warren Buffett investing rule, right? Don't, don't, lose, don't lose money. Rule number right. one of investing, don't lose any money. Right. Rule number two, follow rule number one. And the other thing that people keep saying over and over is, oh, you make your money when you buy. You make your money when you buy. There's an asset clause, if you look at it, where the principal is guaranteed in this. Uh, and you actually buy your equity in this in, in this investment. So you literally make your money when you buy on this. There are additional factors and variables in this. We'll, we'll touch on that in a second. But that's the, my, my point that I wanted to drive home is this is why the big boys get to play in this game exactly. and utilize this vehicle. Um, and a lot of people are, are not familiar that this is open now also to accredited investors and no longer just to institutional players and the, and the big boys. Um, Kevin, now let's touch on some of the risks. risks. You had mentioned that um, you, know, you guys don't touch the money, so we know that you can't run off with the money, <laughs> which, might right. be a, which might be a question that's, that someone have. Um, let's hit some of the other um, risks um, associated with it, institutional uh, time, which ties into longevity and some of the fees. Uh, and uh, let's, uh, let's uh, talk a little bit more about that. Sure. Um, you know, longevity is probably the primary, primary risk in this, uh, in that um, if people live longer than, you know, they, uh, than we think they're going to, uh, will the policy still be profitable? Uh, and that uh, is a risk that needs to be managed uh, on our end. Um, the app, we buy policies typically from people, let's say between the ages of 88 and 92. Now, most life settlement companies or any, any life settlement that you are looking to purchase, you would get two medically underwritten life expectancy estimates on that individual and you would make your buying decision based upon that. But if, and that that's a life expectancy estimate, uh, plays a very big part of uh, the purchase of a policy, especially on somebody who's, say, 78 to 82, because they could live 20 years, and most policies are not going to be profitable after 20 years. However, when you focus on older people, all right, when you're focusing on people between 88 and 92, and, and by the way, across seven, the last seven funds that we close, the average age is over 90. It's about 90.1 years old. In truth, how long will people live? Um, you know, you're not, if you've got an average age of 90 years old, you have a pretty, a pretty uh, good idea that the majority of your policies, the large majority will have matured by the next six, seven years. Uh, if you have a straggler that lives beyond that, you're at that point in time, you're playing with house money and you can afford to wait. And so it's not a problem. 
Um, so the way that we mitigate the longevity risk is by focusing on older policies. Now, we do have to pay more for older policies. And of course, the premium uh, expense is higher on older policies. And the way that we manage that is when we raise money, if it, say we, whatever we raise, you know, each fund can be up to $25 million. Now, say we have a $20 million fund, we're going to hold back 40 to 50% of whatever we raise and not deploy it, not buy policies. We're going to hold back in, you know, in, in, in that case, you know, anywhere from eight to $10 million um, in cash. And that's to cover the premiums for the first two years. And the reason we do that is, you know, obviously the, the primary, our primary function is to protect the assets of the fund, which are the life insurance policies. And the way we protect them is we make sure that we make the premium payments on time. Uh, we don't take any debt when we do this. And so, uh, we have no carrying costs, we have no interest expense, and we don't have the bank for a partner in this. So we have to reserve money up front for those premiums. Um, and you know, it would be it would be it would be an entirely different fund if we invested, say, ninety percent of the money and held back ten, and then just borrowed on a line of credit. But again, that's not what we do. Uh, we manage it very conservatively, uh, and we don't have any debt uh, in in how we do this. And so. Uh, we hold back cash uh, initially and continuously for about the first five years to make sure we've got enough money to cover the next two years of premium payments. Uh, and then everything is released directly into the investor's account uh, from uh, the escrow holder. We, we use a third-party escrow. We use the Bank of Utah. Uh, we have a custodial account with them. They manage the money. Uh, we don't even have signatory authority on the account. Uh, so all the maturities come directly to them. Uh, they then distribute it directly to they either they either hold it for future premiums or they'll distribute it directly to uh, the investors uh, into their accounts. We don't touch it. So that's one of the ways that we try and mitigate the, the risk or any chance of anybody being concerned that we can touch their money. It's hard to get in trouble when you can't touch anybody's money. Right. Uh, let's uh, talk on the fees part too. And and mm -hmm. one thing I just wanted to touch uh, on as well is that you guys eat your own cooking. Absolutely. So you, you guys invest in every single fund that you have. Yes. Um, so that says one thing right there, but let's uh, hit on the, the, the fee side because I'm sure that's a question that listeners might have as well. Sure. Well, you know, it's funny when we first set this up, our, our first investor was my dad and, um, uh, you know, he continues to invest. Now, there's no way he's going to let me uh, have high fees on a fund like this. Uh, and I do, I never want to hear that phone call from him, you know, talking about <laughs> asking about my fees. Right. Um, but uh, like you said, we, we do eat our own cooking. Um, we invest in every single fund. In fact, my partner and I are probably the largest investors across all uh, seven current funds. Uh, now, in terms of fees, most, this is set up as a private equity fund. Most private equity funds are set up on, on what is called a two and 20 basis. And that means 2%, they'll, they'll take 2% of the, of the money every year as a uh, management fee. And then they get, they're entitled to 20% of the growth on the back end. Um, and that's going to be average. Um, we set it up completely differently when we set this up. We have expenses up front to set up the, the organization, uh, the offering, and they're called organizational and offering expenses. And those are going to be uh, paying Bank of Utah for their, their custodial and escrow services, uh, the legal, the accounting, the printing, what have you up front. 
So whenever an investor invests with uh, with us, uh, there's a one and a half percent O fee that comes off the top. So if they put in a hundred thousand, ninety eight thousand five hundred goes directly into purchasing the asset. Fifteen hundred comes to us to reimburse us for those expenses. That is a one time fee. That's it up front. Okay. Now we do have a back end that we get a management fee, and that's two and a half percent of whatever matures. Again, that's a one time fee. So we don't get paid uh, our management fee until clients get paid. So uh, the better we do, the better everybody does. Uh, And we have to live by those very same rules. So because, like I said, we're big investors in this as well. Uh, And so we, you know, there's, we can't legally treat ourselves any different than anybody else. Uh, And so, uh, you know, it works beautifully that way. And you guys have had an impeccable track record with all of the funds that that you're doing um, through the years. Can you guys talk, um, can you share a little bit just some of the successes that you guys have had? We're we're proud of that. Um, We've never had a client lose a penny, never had one. Um, We've never had a policy not pay. We've never had a policy pay less than what we thought. We've never been sued by an investor, by an insured, by an insurance company um, uh, for any of these. So, I would say that we're, we're very proud of that. And, and the reason for this is because we do what we're going to, what we say we're going to do. We set expectations for the investor, what they can expect. Uh, and, and we live by that. Well, probably the only one, one of the biggest risks on in this, we probably walk away from more business uh, than people would ever realize. In other words, um, we tell people, even, even though the average age, of the insureds in our funds is 90 years old. And it's reasonable to be, to expect that every one of these policies will have matured in seven to eight years. We tell people this, if you are going to need the money inside the next 10 years, do not invest it with us. Put it somewhere else, work with your financial advisor and come up with a better distribution plan uh, or a better income plan because we don't want people uh, who are, are going to be needing the money inside of 10 years. Now, the truth is you will be getting uh, money inside of 10 years. You'll probably start to see money go directly into your account after year five or six. Um, after we've kind of gone past that tipping point where we've had policies mature, which puts money into the premium reserve account. And every time you have a policy mature, that's a premium that you no longer have to service. And so you reach the tipping point where now everything can be distributed on a quarterly basis. Um, but nevertheless, we tell, we still tell people, if you're going to need the money for certain inside the next 10 years, don't invest it, you know, work with, with other advisors, with your advisor to come up with uh, an income plan for that. Absolutely. This is not a very liquid investment. This is a growth play, not a cash flow play per se. Uh, Kevin, let's talk about the tax treatment. Cause that might be a question that some of our listeners, uh, will have as well. And, uh, how this is as treated and, and any other information that you can share around the tax implications of this investment? Well, 80, probably 85% of the investors in any of our funds use qualified money. Uh, by that, I mean they use Roth IRAs, uh, uh, rollover 401ks, self-directed 401ks, uh, things like that. So 80 to 85% on average uh, is qualified money, which means that it's going to be taxed as income to you as you pull it out. Now for the other 15 to 20% of the investors who are cash investors, um, we treat it as income because that's what the IRS has said. Um, that although uh, there is 
significant there's a significant argument that you one could state that uh, it should be treated as capital gains. Uh, again, we try and be more conservative and not, you know, we don't, that's not a, a hill that we want to die on. And so we don't fight that battle. Uh, so it will be reported on a K-1 uh, to the investor as income. So that's, that's the, the tax treatment in terms of, uh, let's, one other quick point. We probably had, as it relates to liquidity, NC, we've probably had over the years, maybe uh, I would say seven to eight clients who have had said, hey, I need to get either all or some of my money out. We've had a, you know, a disaster here. Uh, what can we do? And we've always been able to get them out. Um, you know, we either will have another investor who will want to buy their position or we will buy their position or one of the other funds will buy their position out. Um, so it's not that if you invest, you can't get out. It's not like that. We don't lock your money up. Um, but it just creates uh, somewhat of a burden. It takes time for us to get that done. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, one point that you made there is that there is a lot of uh, qualified money in this. So if there's an IRA or a self-directed IRA or a 401k, solo 401k, any of those sitting around, this is, this is money that can be used for this investment. Kevin, uh, where can my listeners reach out to you, request more information, and you guys have put together a fabulous presentation. Where can uh, listeners access this presentation? Sure. They can go to www.thepenumbraplan.com. That's T-H-E, P as in Paul, E, N as in Nancy, U, M as in Mary, B-R-A, plan.com. Uh, they need to go there. They'll put their information in where it says, uh, you know, how'd you hear about me? Uh, just put, you know, you can put Cashflow Ninja or put your name, whatever they want. Um, and then it'll ask for their email address. Oh, you know, we're not going to, we don't hound people. Uh, and then it'll ask them to uh, enter a, um, uh, a password. And the password is penumbra, all lowercase, P-E-N-U-M-B-R-A. And then uh, they'll be able to access the video. Great. And I've put together a page specifically for uh, this investment, Life Settlements Investments. You can access that at cashflowninja.com forward slash penumbra. And what you'll find on that page is the two episodes that Kevin and I discussed the specific investment. I also did a separate episode on Life Settlement Investments and just what I came across in my research. That's on there. And then all the other information to access the video presentation that Kevin has will be on that page. There's also a very good book, MC. Uh, and if, you're, if your people are interested in it, if they'll contact me, I'll, I'll, I'll send them an electronic copy for free. We didn't write the book. It was a third party. Uh, it's called Billion Dollar Blueprint by uh, Stephen Gardner. Uh, we give it to, we'll give it away. Um, again, we didn't write it, uh, but it is a very good resource and, and uh, gives an unbiased uh, view uh, from a third party. Um, and then if they want to call me, they can reach me here. We're in South Lake, Texas. We're about five miles west of the Dallas-Fort Worth Airport in North Texas. Uh, the phone number here is area code 817-479-9770. Again, 817-479-9770. They can also reach me at Kevin at penumbrasolutions.com. Perfect. Yeah, no, I really enjoyed that book as well that you just uh, spoke about, The Billion Dollar Blueprint. I've read it a couple of times during my research for uh, this particular investment and would highly recommend it. I'll put a link to that on the page as well. So you'll, you'll have all of that information. 
Kevin, thank you so much again for coming on the show. This has been a blast having you on again. And thank you for providing so much value for my listeners. Oh, it's been my pleasure. Again, my privilege to be with UMC. Uh, Thanks again for uh, providing the format. Life settlement investments have allowed financial and banking institutions to not only buy their equity contractually, but also diversify their capital from any economic, market, and geopolitical risk. It's been part of the billion-dollar blueprint followed by institutional investors. And if you're an accredited investor, you can also now participate in this vehicle with enormous growth potential. You can watch an informational webinar presented by one of the premier organizations providing life settlement investments for number of solutions at cashflowninja.com forward slash life settlements. Thank you for joining me again on the Cashflow Ninja. Thank you for all your support. You rock. If you like what you hear and appreciate what we're trying to build here at the Cashflow Ninja, please subscribe, rate, and review our show on iTunes and share our show with family, friends, and your network. If you're not a subscriber to our newsletter, you can sign up for our newsletter at cashflowninja.com or text cashflowninja to 44222. I'm also posting daily videos on Facebook and YouTube and will live stream weekly starting May 2018. To make sure you don't miss any of the live streams, please like and subscribe to my Facebook and YouTube platforms. I'm also dropping content on Instagram daily. Be sure to follow us on Instagram to get in on the action. I want to thank you for spending your most precious resource with me today, your time. That's our show for today. Until next time, live a life of passion and purpose on your terms. This presentation is for educational and informational purposes only. The information being presented and considered does not consider your particular financial objectives or situation, and it does not make personalized recommendations. This material is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified tax and legal advisor or other qualified professionals, and you should not use the information in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional regarding your specific personal financial objectives, situation, and needs. We believe the information provided is reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, timeliness, or completeness.